Could you kindly explain the meaning of all of this? Well, sure. I'm from Megaforce. My name's Dallas. Dallas? What's your rank? Rank? Well, ain't nobody got a rank in Megaforce, except the commander, but we all call him Hunter. Welcome to Second Class Cinema, the show where we watch a B-movie and immediately discuss. I'm Tom. I'm here with Brittany and Eric. Hello. Hello. I'm sick today. Welcome to Second Class Cinema, where Eric gets a terminal disease and immediately dies. Oh, no. Yeah, that's why I sound a little funny today. <laughs> oh, that's okay. You'll feel better. Thank you. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> so today's a bit of a special episode for us. Uh, we took a submission pick. We're going to take a few more submission picks from a lovely community called Bad Movie Sunday. Yeah. You can find them on Twitter at Bad Movie Sunday, the number one, or you can find them on Facebook, Bad Movie Sunday. And they recommended that we watch this movie. Thanks for the recommendation, guys. <laughs> and so thanks a lot. Um, what was the movie, Tarm? Did I not say the name of the movie yet? I don't think so. Oh my God. Well, the name of the movie <laughs> <laughs> is, is Megaforce from 1982. And we, we initially bought this movie at uh, Wild Time Comics up the road. And then it kind of sat on our shelf for a little bit. And then it was recommended to us by Bad Movie Sunday. And, and we I said, was, perfect. I was like, great. I already have that one. That's one we're going to start with. <laughs> what better form of validation? Yes, exactly. So what was this movie about? <laughs> All right. I guess I'll give this a stab. Oh, yes. Thank God. It's not Waiting me. for me to say I understood this movie. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> All right. So uh, from the best I can gather, uh, there is a international military, like paramilitary force, sort of like a G.I. Joe Rainbow Six type thing going on mm. called Megaforce, who is led by an intrepid uh, Barry Gibb looking guy named Hunter. Barry Bostwick. From the American, from, yes, Barry Bostwick. <laughs> a different Barry, but I insist that he is one of the BGs. Um, <laughs> and we'll get into that because this movie refuses to let go of the 70s. Um, in fact, it admitted to it right after we called it on it. I know. That was weird. <laughs> But he, he leads this, uh, this, this paramilitary force of international commandos who have uh, voluntarily signed up for this. Uh, they have uh, access to all sorts of high-tech weaponry and vehicles, and they have a base, uh, <laughs> you know, like they most do. paramilitary forces do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're contacted uh, by another, uh, co uh, another country looking to uh, shut down a fictional company uh, country by the name of Gambia's... Uh, like some sort of military depot. They want to blow it up and, and prevent them from like intruding upon their border or something. Okay. Uh, Megaforce uh, dutifully completes the job, but as it turns out, they did it too well and it's considered an act of war now. So uh, the host country of the Megaforce uh, leaves them stranded behind the border and it's their job to escape. Okay. That's a pretty good wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it was so we... That's very packaged... Yeah, we we vaguely understood because they told us exactly what the Megaforce was mm. in the beginning of the movie, but they didn't tell us quite what they were in store for. Yeah. So there was a bit of that lacking. And it felt like people kept switching allegiances a little bit, I feel like, which made it a little hard to understand. Okay. All right. I'd like to say one thing before we get going. <laughs> yeah. You can agree or disagree. I wished I had all the action figures and vehicles that this movie... <laughs> Should have marketed. I wish I had them all. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think? That would have been a lot of fun to play with as a child. Tons of toys. Mm. I was actually wondering about the timing of a lot of things 
surrounding this movie because this was 1983 1982 1982 1983 yeah. um and we did some research like while the movie was playing which should tell you while, how you know how, how entranced this movie we were um <laughs> and you know we, we had realized a lot of the things that feel like this movie like gi joe and the a-team and even like ancillary stuff like you know delta force and death raiders death raiders laser mission like we were just throwing everything out there we're like this can't be the first version of this (laughs) and like we couldn't think of anything that predated this in terms of like being sort of a like sanitized military adventure you know that you could show to a kid and they wouldn't be scandalized by it yeah you know just fun kind of toy like thing you know, last for an hour and 30 minutes and you can enjoy it with grandma. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little confused because the cover said that Ace Hunter was like a superhero. <laughs> but this is totally just a militaristic movie. Listen, the military, the men of the military are the only superheroes you need. I mean, <laughs> gold spandex jumpsuit aside, he was not a superhero. <laughs> no, 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 he was not. Well, there's a couple of reasons that we can address later as to why he might be a superhero. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, so let's go into successes for the movie, guys. Let's start. Let's start with those, like we always do. I have one. You've got one. one. I had two. You had two. That Crossed changed. That that cha- <laughs> now, okay. Now, before we proceed, is this something you've just removed, or did you move it to failures? Because that's happened before. Um, it's it's a tangled web I weave over here. <laughs> All right. I will explain why. Okay. So, so my first success. Let's do it. The main song. Okay. When the movie opens. Oh, yep. <laughs> it's like synth cheesiness. Um, it was totally awesome. And that's about where it ended. But no, after that, I added looks good. <laughs> okay. Um, and that stayed there for the like entire duration of the movie until we sat down in this office. And then I crossed it out and wrote nope. <laughs> <laughs> but that's only in light of like the second half of the movie. Yes. But but I didn't move it to negatives because there were actually parts where it looked so bad it was amazing. All right. But I still can't count it as a plus. No, I, I buy that. To that, be fair. I understand. If it's square in the middle of the favorite parts section. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a place for them and it's not here now. <laughs> <laughs> we can address it. Um so yeah, I uh I, I will totally agree that that opening title sequence and intro music puts you in the right mood. Yes. Mm. Is 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 a great eighties foreplay for us. <laughs> right before we go into the movie. And I appreciated that. What about you, Eric? Um my successes boiled down to two very small things. Uh great pyrotechnics. Yeah. Lots of explosions in this movie. <laughs> I appreciate that because I am a simple-minded buffoon. Yes, of course. Um, and there's good miniature work in this movie, which is a lost art. And whenever I see it done well in an older movie, or even just done competently, it just brings me back to a time where we still had these and it wasn't all done in CG. Yep. No, I thought uh, some of the miniature work was fine. Yeah. You know? Well, this was also, apparently this was directed by the same guy who did Cannonball Run and Smoking the Bandit. So this guy comes from directing actual movies, which led to having actual you know, stars in this movie. <laughs> um, so he, he directed those. So he has to know what he's doing a little bit, right? Like, yeah. Could be argued. Yeah. One could argue that. Um, any, anything else? Or, or is that it for successes for, for you guys? That's I, all I've got for successes. Yeah. I've got, I've got a good success here. What's your good success? I think, I think this, 
if you look at the movie from a certain perspective, this is a great success. What's your perspective? What's your angle? And so the perspective (laughs) will be, well, exactly what you brought up earlier, which is a clean movie that a kid can watch with their grandma and everyone can have a good time. Yeah, Yeah. I think this movie was just made for nine-year-olds. And and that's fine. And not in the bad way either, you know? In in the genuine way where I think it was maybe conscious that they were like, okay, well, let's try and cater to a very large audience. Yeah. Very, very thoughtful in that way. But I will say that the Megaforce... They are so hospitable and charming. <laughs> it's true. They are the nicest men on the planet. Yep. Doing wholesome deeds. And, <laughs> and not, being charming while they're at and it. And being charming <laughs> and not letting things get them down. Like they are a tight knit group of, of men who support each other. It's true. And they're and they're great role models. It's yep. very true. Like these I these, can't argue with that. Right? These movies have a tendency <laughs> to be like uh, you know, with our with our hero and our and our woman to be like these Ambiguous overtly morals and yeah overtly sexual in, in ways and this barely barely touched on that like enough to where I think a kid would understand like oh they're in love but like <laughs> enough for me to understand that they might be in love too actually created my own new category because uh, I hated something so much in this movie uh, well hold on sorry being in love just reminded me of it okay <laughs> all right well I mean. I guess let's. Uh, that's the last success I have, unless anyone wants to piggyback on. Can it. I stop real quick? How come Bob Dylan as a kid was watching this movie? <laughs> <laughs> because he's he's also a great wholesome man <laughs> who's, who's friends with other men. Dallas was my favorite. Dallas was your favorite. Well, one of our favorite parts. Sorry, you were <laughs> talking about how charming Megaforce is. Okay, well, is Dallas a success? Sure. All right. Fair. Good, good job. I'll accept it. Michael Beck. Michael Beck. Yeah, the guy who played uh, Swan and the Warriors. Yeah, he's red. And I don't think there was too much. I mean, I don't. I don't recognize him. He's been in a lot of other stuff, but nothing. I think Warriors is his. Is yeah. For understandable reasons. His um, Swan song. Oh, God. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> I apologize <laughs> formally for that one. So um, so let's um if if that's it for successes let's move on to failures, in which let's let's do this new burning category, that uh, that you, the, the hatred what is it I it, need to know okay well it's actually I actually split my favorite parts category into two okay and one is the absolute opposite of favorite parts which means that I hated it with the fire of a thousand <laughs> songs well what is the opposite of favorite um indifference I guess. I don't think it goes far enough. But anyway. <laughs> Loathsome. There yeah. you go. Um, when fucking Ace and that lady would kiss their thumbs <laughs> and then do a thumbs up to each other, it made me want to rip my fucking face <laughs> off. I hated it so much. Really? I actually, look, I made a new category and I put like the little no smoking sign with like <laughs> circle and dash through it. Fucking so, thumb kiss. So you want to ban this? Uh, no thumb kissing in public. <laughs> oh God, I hated it. I hated it so much. I figured. See, you know what? I don't. I don't think I hated it so much because that's a safe thing for a kid to do to another kid. Why are you obsessed with this being kid friendly? <laughs> because it is, and it did a really good job at it. Because you don't want kids watching Megaforce and then they go set and start fingering each other. True. <laughs> you want them just let them give the thumb. You don't want them thinking they can kiss with their tongues. Yeah, you don't want them to like never never too young to die and they're eating all these apples on you. <laughs> no, but on a serious note, this movie was so convoluted. Yeah. I We had to pause it at one point. I was like... 
I remember the scene that we paused it on. <laughs> They're just like haul-assing through the desert, and I'm like, so... <laughs> All right, pause the movie. <laughs> Let's do a quick catch-up. Um, yeah, I feel like everything was inconsequential. Like, I, when you were saying that you thought the explosives and everything were a plus i also i thought that but then at the same time it felt like everything they were blowing up like nothing was really happening to it it didn't exist no like nothing was like glorified about the actual war part i think that's because this is a clean movie (laughs) punch you right (laughs) through the head and they don't want to promote violence so it's Uh, it was really snoozeworthy yeah. It made everything feel like inconsequential and like incomplete in a weird way. Okay. Um, I feel like that also had a lot of secondary characters, which made it hard to keep track of who people were for a little while. Mm-hmm. Well, on top, yeah, on top of that, I, they went into too many secondary characters on the bad guys side of things. Uh, where I don't mind if they did it to the Megaforce because that's great. I mean, we can we can all enjoy it. We can all enjoy a good force, right? Yeah, you know, like counterforce, counterforce, death force, death force all delta force, movies. delta force, all these forces of teams and, and stuff. Those are great. Yeah, but too much. Like for for no, and we say this a lot. This comes up a lot. This is, uh, I think, one of the the biggest failures a movie can have is uh, like the convoluted plot. Yeah, like even slightly because you're like, ugh. Because a movie like this doesn't need to be complicated. Exactly. Or is something like that happens is what puts this movie into this category. I was very confused at the part where they were like, okay, here's Guerrera. And then the general guy was just like, oh, he's going to kill you. And then didn't do anything about it. And then seemingly (laughs) turned his back on Megaforce. But then didn't really. Yeah. Yeah, that was... (laughs) So, I mean, his deal was, I I guess he was trying to be, like, politically, like, safe. Like, he didn't want to start an all-out war. So, like, he disavowed the Megaforce. So, he was, like, the diplomat? Yeah, he wasn't really a bad guy, but he was just... Yeah, he was was more of just, like, a... Uh, what's what's the word? He's like red tape guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That whole yeah. like triangle of events felt very non-committal, mm. and I feel like that just contributed to the convolutedness of it. Well, I feel like the the reason they're doing this isn't like a big deal. Yeah, I don't exactly get why Guerrero is such a bad guy. Well, so here's another thing <laughs> that is going to go. I mean, I don't know if it's success, success or failure, really, but it goes on the side of this movie being so fucking clean. Is that, all right, so this is our main bad guy, our main bad guy, the evil one that they are trying to stop. You know what his last line in the movie is? You know what it is? What was it? I can't remember. I'll see you another time. <laughs> like you all, say, like, my friend or something? Like, he's pleasant, and, and yeah. he's happy the Megaforce won. Yeah, because Ace and Guerrero were, like, BFFs. Yeah, they go, like, back way back. The day. Yeah. What the fuck? So it, that's a weird relationship really weird like I, I don't know if because there, there wasn't i mean the mutual respect was there which i think is fine for a good guy and a bad guy yeah. to have that's like straight up commando yeah you got uh john matrix and bennett exactly they had mutual respect for each other but they hated each other yes these men didn't never hated each other at any point in time we even thought that the final gag was going to be exploding cigar mm-hmm. it was just a regular cigar that he enjoyed <laughs> <laughs> that's not how you punish a bad guy by giving him <laughs> gifts you throw a cigar at him and you're like, oh, the wall's over. See you later, pal. Yeah, and he goes, I'll see you another time. <laughs> I mean, if anything, the Weasley diplomat that was just doing his job 
got more of a punishment because they blew up his entire personal <laughs> airplane. They did. Yeah, they, all, terrible. they all cheered afterwards. <laughs> the guy who paid their check, the guy who signs their check, <laughs> they blew up his airplane like, yay! The bad guy's like, here's a nice parting gift. <laughs> Thanks for the cigar. Catch you Ace. later, Guerrero. <laughs> See you at the next Megaphone. <laughs> oh, oh, so, I mean, that that's... I guess... Uh, so I actually had that in my failures column, but, but since I started going and proving the case for the other direction I am going to put that in successes <laughs> what that the bad guy was not that bad yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep okay it's this perspective of the movie I'm trying I'll, to view this from if it works it. no it's fair enough if this was kids month we'd have a much different angle on it I think I um, totally agree the costumes in this movie were terrible uh, terribly amazing half um, of my failures no. are fashion related <laughs> the everything that Barry Bostwick wore was a spandex jumpsuit so tight <laughs> so tight so so tight he looked like day man in half of the shots he was in <laughs> he really did yeah he was sporting that vibe um yeah megaforce outfits were just like gold jumpsuits with headbands weak or silver jumpsuits. so weak yeah. so so weak and like their official like military academy outfit was like this weird blue blazer but it had a giant red lapel yeah that looked like that they were tucking a napkin into their shirts and didn't get spaghetti sauce on it <laughs> yeah i feel like waiters wear those shirts. <laughs> yeah i don't know i did appreciate all of the nice little lavender touches that uh hunter our our <laughs> captain had i so, didn't appreciate it at all so, so he, had a, he had a nice little lavender headband was that it he lavender would wear. i thought it, it was white it looked like baby blue but then some shots it looked like a little purple okay yeah might um, have been some pastel so yeah it was definitely definitely on that spectrum of color but then when he wasn't wearing the headband and he was he was wearing that like suit he had a nice little like lavender like nice undershirt <laughs> underneath it. I'm like, yes, <laughs> oh, yes. God. I should be concerned about you. No, there's, don't be concerned. There's a time and place for lavender. It's not in the military. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's in the mega force. <laughs> I feel like Barry Bostwick was like a hot dad in this movie, <laughs> but like not like I think he is hot. Like moms of 1983 thought he was so hot. Oh, for oh, sure. yeah, yeah. Like he might be the single dad on the block, and mm -hmm. then all of the women would bake him pies. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. He was like really like he he would hit the disco floors like back in '75. Oh, and he would, like yeah. really tear it up. Now he's kind of an older guy. He doesn't really do that anymore. But he still got the bod. But yeah, and he, and he still he's got the like the, the super lanky. And, yeah, and carries himself. Tall. Yeah, there's just yeah, something like. But we roller skated dance. Just so corny about Barry Boston. <laughs> he carries it in every role. It must just be him. I feel like he has the utmost confidence in everything he ever does in like the cheesiest way possible. Yeah. And this for sure. Yeah, I agree. For sure. He was making, he was pulling some great faces. Like, great <sighs> so faces. out of place. Great comedy faces. So weird. Yeah. I feel like this movie was marketed as something that it was not. What was well? What marketing did you get for this movie? Like, <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a Delta Force, like action romp gazelle. <laughs> Whoa! You thought this was going to be Mike Danton status? <laughs> oh, we're not getting anywhere near that. Yeah, so. no chance here. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be a straight action movie. Okay. Yeah, that's the vibe I got from the cover too. I didn't realize it was going to be so juvenile. It was, but like I, but not in the not in the bad way. Not in a I attempted to do something and failed, and so it's juvenile. I feel like it was just a clean script. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be surprised if this was supposed to be a kids movie on paper. Right. Like Counterforce, I think is a good example of we tried to make something cool and yeah. we failed and made a juvenile. Yes. That is a good example of that. I can buy that. Yeah. Another beef I had was that Ace never did anything cool. I beg to differ. 
He did like one cool thing. He did. What did he do? I don't know. He exactly. He was. He kissed his thumb. <laughs> no, that was fucking awful. And he pointed it at her. <laughs> he would do like cool yeah. spin moves onto the airplane. Yeah, I have more to say about that during ratings. <laughs> okay. He threw a grenade in midair while on a motorcycle. That was pretty sweet. Yes, he did. Okay. And you know he did one other thing that we have to say for favorite parts. Absolutely, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> No, he was cool. I mean, he he spent so much of this movie on like a dirt bike with rockets on it. How can you not be cool? I I think we have to address the fact that this movie so clearly, clearly wants it to be the 70s still. Oh, yeah. Where a guy like him may be able to succeed Mm -hmm. and be like a leading character and and really carry a movie. But the movie actually weirdly called this out like after we had identified that this movie is trying so hard (laughs) to like make a movie in the 80s but still hold on to something of the 70s like that 70s style movie making it was so yeah. weird and like duke and uh guerrera yeah duke guerrera and 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 hunter are having oh, yeah. a conversation at one point and uh duke is like talking to him and like oh you were the best you're still the best but you know that held up in the 70s and you know you, you can't like that just doesn't work anymore and i was like this movie oh he was like just, bad guy uh good guys always win yeah later on even the, in yeah. the 80s even in the 80s yeah that's that was his comeback to that and it really felt like this was just a, a a dated a dated version of something that would become extremely popular mm. like literally the year after this came out and it felt really <laughs> weird okay yeah it definitely felt like it was grasping at trying to be appreciative of the time but still not embracing it entirely yeah. and then like we said that and then all these things happened in the dialogue and we're like wow okay <laughs> so this just physically manifested itself very strange yeah but then I I, th- I think this also relates pretty tightly to um <clears throat> what was the the visitor that we had watched uh for the last episode yes yes um you had mentioned something about how like in the 70s people weren't quite sure what to let go of mm. in movie making and I felt like this is just like the final example of that like this is the last time anyone had a problem trying to figure <laughs> out what to let go <laughs> And then, like, after that, everyone was just like, all right, we know how to make movies now. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. The day after this movie wrapped on shooting, they were like, we figured it out. <laughs> we, we got it. Yeah. And then, like, G.I. Joe became popular and the A-Team came out and fucking everything went fucking haywire. Everything went ballistic. Yeah. <laughs> ballistic. X versus Sever. That's when they forgot how to make movies. <laughs> That's yeah. when they forgot. Yeah. Exactly. And then they forgot for, like, 15 years. And then we had to relearn. John Wick came out and then they remembered. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So, so we're on the upside here. Um, any other failures? Before we move on to favorite parts. Um, we did kind of touch upon this, but I feel like every prop in this movie looks like it came out of a Lego set. Ha! Um, like, there are literal, like, missiles on top of, like, Humvees that are just, like, painted yellow, and they look like <laughs> Nerf darts. Yeah. And they really look like just you would, you would click a button on the G.I. Joe, and, it, like, it would just fire it off and hit your cat in the face, and your mom would yell at you, and you get grounded for a week. <laughs> uh, this is Lego and Nerf production design. Oh, yeah. But... Do you think that that adds to the accessibility that a child would have? It does. I, I, I don't like it as an adult, but if this was meant for children, I think it's pretty spot on. I think I don't. I'm not sure it was meant yeah. for children. I figured in the back of their minds, they're like, I want everyone to watch this. I don't mm. want anyone to shy away from this. Right. Like it's supposed to supposed to be culturally culturally diverse within the mega force. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to play it safe around every single corner. Yeah. What were some of the insults we heard in this movie? No. Wiseacre. Yeah. No swearing. No. None. Barely any. Wiseacre. I think the dirtiest movie the the. The dirtiest this movie got, the one guy made a very subtle joke about calling up another guy's wife. 
<laughs> I think that's like the, the hardest this movie ever felt. I do have one last uh, negative. Okay. And um, <clears throat> this is going to call attention to the fact that uh, this is a movie from 1982. And as a visitor from 19... Uh, from Hello, it's 2016. Uh, Hi. I usually expect my movies to only be like 95% misogynist, and this one was about 99. They spent like 30 minutes raising like this um, this this lady commander character, Zara. Uh, she's like an awesome like military general person. And like they go through the trouble of like showing that she's capable of joining the Megaforce and participating <laughs> in the raid. And then they just say, no, you can't come with us anyway. And then she just gets dumped on the ground. And they just later sync up with her as a love interest. I'm like, that was a waste of goddamn time. Yeah. That you couldn't even just let her join you on the mission. It was so, like, so stupid. Yeah, was, he, why did you waste our time? He even came up with a bogus excuse. Yeah. Like, you're going to distract us <laughs> later. Yeah, okay. It, it felt very of the time and I was disappointed. And I wasn't expecting that to happen because I'm used to watching movies now where they would have at least let them join. Even oh, yeah. if it was like phoned in. Yeah. Say, And oddly enough, even a movie like Guns. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, it's less offensive in a way. Yeah, in its execution. <laughs> but not like I'm actually offended with this movie at all. No, I mean it's up the clean. Time. I can understand. Yeah, it did what it did. So favorite parts, guys. <laughs> what do we got? Well, I know what mine is. All right, Eric, just go ahead and, and go for it. Well, near the end of the movie, everyone <laughs> is. <laughs> Everyone in the Megaforce is um, gathering at the extraction point towards a uh, transport plane where all the motorcycles are being loaded in, all the men are being loaded up. Hunter uh, falls off of his motorcycle because he's a putz. Oh, yeah. And um, he needs to come up with a way to catch up to the plane after, uh, you know, resituating himself. He gets on his motorcycle, flips a couple switches, wings come out, <laughs> and all of us say, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The oh, my anticipation. God, yes. What's going to happen is going to be great. Swelled. This scene goes for a good two or three minutes. Mm. He revs the engine. The people in the plane are like going, oh, man, Hunter, Hunter, he's going to make it. And he starts like doing a wheelie. And then all of a sudden, just the most awesome rear projection I've ever seen in my life <laughs> of him taking off on a motorcycle and just like directly at the camera. He's so excited. His feather, beautiful hair is just waving in the wind. And like he just slowly touches down inside the transport, just flying uh, beautiful, majestic motorcycle in the air. It, it was the most wonderful so thing I've seen in my life. And amazing. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what that scene reminded me of? What? You know the very end of Pee Wee's Playhouse when he rides Dude, the scooter. I haven't seen that out. movie in twenty years, and I thought in my head, this reminds me of Pee Wee. Dude, I don't know why? It's it's the end. The end of. The Pee Wee's Playhouse. He just jumps on a scooter at the end of each episode and just launches himself, <laughs> like, and he's just like riding his scooter where the credits are rolling. It's the, <laughs> the best song I've ever heard is playing during this, and it looks exactly like that. Only Pee Wee's is supposed to be very clearly intentionally funny. Yes, this I don't know. I think it was supposed to be awesome, but it was just hilarious. I think it was in its ineptitude. <laughs> I do think it was supposed to be comedic. I do because the the looks on his faces, uh, on his faces, on his one face. The, the look he was making and like how wacky it kind of yeah. was. I th you're definitely supposed to enjoy that and go for the the reaction the shots from Guerra definitely. Yes, he was just like, "What the fuck?" Which was, <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but the execution, whoosh. 
Uh, anytime they used like that bad like green screen or blue screen or whatever it was, like, it was rear projection. The fuck they do that. Yeah, it was um, the last time they ever used rear projection. I think it had to have been. Is that what they? What did they use in the skydiving scene? Because that, that was also one of my favorite parts, and it also had terrible, terrible. Oh my god! Terrible effects, and I loved it. They that was definitely rear projection where she was upside down like a, like, a cap, <laughs> like a capsized turtle. Yeah, just like kicking feebly. <laughs> in the sky while they like they connected but there was actual like skydiving footage too like intercut yeah <laughs> that was disastrous that was masterful but well enjoyed um yeah my last favorite part is when they're riding their motorcycles across the desert and they all had like smoke clouds coming from them and they're oh, all yeah. different colors i thought that was pretty sweet that was a really cool shot inspired yeah um i will say that just overall I know you. I know you said this looks Lego esque, mm-hmm. but but the bike artillery and all that stuff, I loved. I thought that was very cool. Some of it worked. The the stuff that worked, it looked straight out of like '60s James Bond. It was really cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a favorite part. It's not mm. a success, right? And like all the dune buggies, like once again, for kids, they love dune buggies. <laughs> They do. You know, I say one thing to myself. What do kids love, Eric? I got it. Dune buggies. First thing that comes to mind, dune buggies. Yeah. And I want to know quickly, and this has nothing to do with this movie, what other kinds <laughs> of buggies are there? Uh, punch buggy. Okay. Horse, question. Horse, horse, horse and buggy. Horse and buggy. I understand. But like, what other like... <laughs> are you sure? What other like buggies are on like a terrain? I don't know. Like a dune buggy so specific. Herbie mm. the love buggy. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that's it. <laughs> Come on, you never heard of that? <laughs> I will consider my question guys, answered, though. <laughs> guys, love buggy? <laughs> That's right, love buggy. Of course. How could I have forgotten? Uh, stupid. Um, any other favorite parts before we finally rate? Uh, if there are no favorite parts, I do have one question. Oh, question. Hmm. All right. Phantoms. Uh, my one question. Did this movie have a shrinking ray? Because I'm not sure. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> so yes? there's a scene... Where three of three enemy combatants are setting up like a mortar or something, and like the the scientist of the group, like the Q of the Megaforce, is sitting by in like a, a station, and he points like a, a device at them, and all of a sudden we hear like that like that little squeaky like squirrel voice, and the the military guys are gone. So am I led to believe that there was a shrinking ray? Because I think there was, but I don't know. I think that's the. The path they led us yeah. down. That's really cruel. Real, yeah, that is that's crueler than I mean that's got to be against the Geneva Convention. <laughs> just just shrink them, leaving them out in the desert so they can get eaten by an ant. That's that's like, horrifying. That's rule one. Yeah, they're in yeah. the desert. Imagine all the scorpions and lizards and stuff. Oh, dude, you would get fucked. Scavenger yeah, birds. Oh yeah, you're done, yeah. dude. It's even terrible. like just those fucking giant grains of sand pelting you. Oh yeah, they would flay you alive. Yeah, these guys deserve. You know what? These guys deserve to be held up for uh, charges of war crimes. You know what? This is not a clean movie. I uh, do not respect what this depicts of the Megaforce. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't think this movie bred any sociopaths unless they really lingered on this one part. They really tried to put all their stock in holographs. Oh, my God. What was movie? the holographs? Holographs are I so cool. I just realized cool. we forgot to talk about that. <laughs> I hated that they called them holographs. Why? I don't know. Hologram or bust. hologram. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know. These are, could be holographed because, uh, I don't know, they're I, videos. I, I did notice that they only had two holographs to present to us, yeah. one of which was a rock. 
And one of which was a beach scene with a sexy lady. Oh, and the sloppy pig. Oh, yeah, that was a sloppy pig, yeah, yeah who Dallas true. thought was hysterical. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, non-copyrighting, like, yeah. co- non-copyright infringing Porky Pig, who Porky. disgusted me. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> well, and I mean, holographs were probably really early in their day. Like, um, you know, when, when film first hit, they, all it was was just, you know, images of trains. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's still some time to go for holographs. Yeah. Still some time to grow. So what you're saying is, like, the third holograph they should have had was a train coming directly at the enemy, so they panic. Exactly. <laughs> so then they all run away, and then they could have started a whole new revolution. <laughs> So it's time to rate. So let's rate it then. Yeah, I'm gonna go. With yeah, fuck I'm gonna you. have to give it an unfortunate fuck off. Oh my god, my fucking father. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah! All right, guys, let's rate Megaforce from 1983 uh, or 82. Uh, 82. 80, 1982. 82. I have to take you through my thought process. All right, tee us up and then for rating this and then hit it out. I was going to give it a very standard, like, fuck off type rating mm-hmm. for most of the way through um, until the very end when his motorcycle turned into <laughs> a little plane. Mm. And then I was like, all right, I'm definitely giving this movie a fuck yes. But then. But then. Well, a fuck yeah. But then <gasps> it ended on the fucking kiss thumb freeze frame. <laughs> and I was like, now I have to give it a fuck you. <laughs> oh my God. Did you really go through all three stages of the oh fuck scale? I think I'm going to split the diff and just give it a fucking fine. I okay. think this is a second class first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've it seen was it really... It was tearing me apart, Lisa. Well, the, the the just the fact that you can go from being a fuck yeah five minutes later to being a fuck you, Yeah, that's that's huge. I was like, this rocket bike is so fucking awful. I love it. I was going to say, so you hated the thumb kiss more than you loved rocket bike? (laughs) Well, no. That's why I'm giving it a fucking fine instead of a fuck you. Oh, so they average out. It's 50-50. Yeah. It's the same. Okay. So I was like, this whole movie was worth it now just because of that rocket bike and how long it took him. Like, that scene was so long. (laughs) Which it one? took him so long to get into the back of that plane. Oh, but that's okay. Yeah. He was flying for like ever. They could have taken the whole hour and a half to do that <laughs> scene and I would have been just as happy. But I think the best part about it was that the plane was so far away. And when he started going, I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing like 45. And then it was like, out come the wings. There's this one dude on the mega force who's like, he's not going to make it. And then everyone <laughs> else is cheering him on. He's like, not going to make it. <laughs> Of course he makes it. <laughs> that guy's a doofus. So yeah, I'll give it a fucking fine. Some of it was fun to watch. Some of it was a little boring. Yeah. Um, it was like right down the middle, but it was fun enough to warrant a viewing. Cool. Cool. I'll, um, I'm going to give it a fuck yes. I'm going to give it a fuck yes. Never, never did I get to the fuck yeah status ever. I did, however, feel like I was going to give this movie a fucking fine until... The end sequence with the flying bike, in <laughs> which case I immediately upgraded. I don't want to go all in on it because there's still a lot to get through to get to that moment. Yeah. It did have its valleys, although if I feel like I feel like this is still an enjoyable movie from beginning to end. I st- there's a lot to look at. There's a lot to, to take from it. There's a lot to enjoy. I feel like watching it again, I might notice a couple different things. There's a lot going on, so I give it a fuck yes. Eric, what about you? Um, I think I'm going to give it a fucking fine. Okay. Uh, like I, like you said, you know, the flying bike raised my rating. I was ready to give this a a, a fuck off, 
and uh, that flying bike just raised it to fucking fine for me. Wow. Oh, uh, that raised all of our... Uh... <laughs> that is something that you can add to any movie, and it becomes wonderful. <laughs> um, but um, unfortunately, uh, and I, I noticed this in Counterforce, it, it seems to be these types of movies, these kind of sanitary military action movies, spend a lot of time just showing military vehicles driving around. It's not the most exciting <laughs> thing in the world. I don't really have a lot of stake in it, and when you don't see like a lot of enemy like combatants on the field like it, there's not much interesting going on in the fight scenes which is kind of unfortunate because that's what i feel like these movies should be predicated on is some sort of conflict um that said it presumably uh succeeded in what it was attempting to do which i find laudable um you know it made a sanitary military movie that everyone could enjoy <laughs> and i would be lying if i said i didn't enjoy this i think you that's know? why yeah. i had a hard time with it i think it was a little too sanitized for me a little too yeah. g-rated okay i think if we gotten the the pg version i mean this was a pg movie this right? was pg but if like this was an actual 82 pg you know like i mean airplane is pg yeah you know true. the temple of doom is pg yeah, and those true. are much different movies than this. You they they could have got the same rating and pushed it a little farther. Right. Uh, but I mean, I can understand what they were going for. Yeah. Oh, and I almost forgot. <laughs> the ARF 1990. Oh, let's address the ARF 1990. Eric, explain to us what that means again. The arbitrary rating factor 1990. Mm -hmm. uh, I pick a thing at the beginning of the movie that I decide I want to see. And if I seize it, it's uh, great. And if I don't, it's terrible. Okay, so what was this uh, this movie's ARF 1990? Forklifts. Okay, so you were looking for forklifts? Looking for forklifts. Question. Yes. Did you find any forklifts? I don't think I did. There might have been one in one of the hangar scenes, but I was looking pretty close. I didn't see anything. Mm. So I'm going to have to go inconclusive on the ARF 1990 today. It is not <laughs> a factor in our rating. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know. So is that it? Uh, that is it for me. Final thoughts? All right. We watched Megaforce from 1982, <laughs> and i got to tell you, that flying bike scene really lifted us up. <laughs> it lifted us up where we belong. I was, was going to say that. I'm so Wind beneath our wings. <laughs> One could say it's all of those things. Um, so, yeah, thanks to Bad Movie Sunday for recommending or, or forcing, Megaforcing us to watch this movie. <laughs> Uh, you can find them at Bad Movie Sunday 1 on Twitter and Bad Movie Sunday on Facebook. So check them out. They watch a movie, uh, a bad movie, every every Sunday, and then they talk about it. Live tweet? Yeah, they tweet it. the deal? Yeah, they post pictures. It's great. They're, they're, they're very funny. Uh, thanks to Wild Time Comics for selling us. <laughs> and thanks to Wild Time <laughs> Comics for having this for us to buy. If you'd like more information on Second Class Cinema, you can head on to Facebook, facebook.com slash Cinema. You can listen to us wherever you're listening to us right now. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, SecondClassCinema.com, and FollowingFilms.com. Indeed. Yeah, that's, that's where we're at. And uh, rate, subscribe, and enjoy. And good night, or... Good night. Good night, everybody. I'm going to bed. All right, good night. <laughs>